to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 49. We're at the end of season two, and it is BOT, or B-O-T, or something. <laughs> In the last episode, which was a normally titled episode, uh, the Autobots disguise themselves as Stunicons <laughs> to infiltrate like a, a Decepticon plot and destroy it. <laughs> it was okay. And today, yeah. uh, the Combaticons are just out for a stroll, I guess, and they form Broticus for no apparent reason. Yeah, they just land in... This is... Okay, can we just address first, Paul, but this is kind of like, I don't know if it's an off-the-rails episode, if it's a nonsense episode. It's just... There's rails involved. For the last episode of the season... Yeah, as if there were rails. For the last episode of the season, this just seems like a crapshoot. Yeah, they they just... It's like they took all the ideas they didn't use and just threw it all in here. Just do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so follow along, kids. The only but, thing yeah, they as you said, drop rocks on anybody in this one. So <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Steve's okay. Yeah. So the Combaticons, yeah, they arrive in the city. They start scaring the populace. And then like they turn into Bruticus. And right away, one of the protective bots just well, shoots him in the chest. It, and it's Defensor. Like, they don't say that's what his name is. but uh, Oh, was it yeah, Defensor? It's, it, it's their combined form. Which, oh, yeah, by oh, the I, way, I uh, they can combine into that. They yeah. didn't tell you that. But, yeah, he just blasts in the fucking paces. And then he just turns around and walks away and tells the humans to call the garbage truck. There's dirt in the street or something. It's like, See, this is how, <laughs> how little sense this episode made. I really just thought that was one of the protective bots. The scale was all fucked. Anyway, um, yeah. Bruticus is scrap and swindle crawls out of the scrap he's the only one that survived yeah, he's just in pieces and figures he has to fix it yeah i gotta get parts to fix my buddy so he goes to the dock and there's this guy sees him pull up and he's like hey there's a jeep with no one driving you want i should dust them boss and then yeah. this guy inside is dressed like oh, i can't even describe it he's got an ipad he, he's a military dictator he's got the yeah, big because he looks like he he's got it you know what he's got a north korean Military uniform. Oh, there you go, yeah. It's it's that pomp and circumstance. <laughs> yeah. And Swindle even calls him El Presidente. But <laughs> he he's got an accent. Like, it starts out kind of like, no, he's good client. You let him in. <laughs> it's like it, yeah. it changes from Russian to like Mediterranean. To, it's it just does. he can't decide where he's from. But anyway, it's all over this place. But he's he's buying parts from him, basically. <laughs> yeah. Then we go to Megatron, who's got he's building a laser and he's going to blast the moon out of orbit, control the tides and collect hydropower. Yeah, like, we discovered hydroelectricity again. Yeah. <laughs> Megatron, here's an idea, all right? It involves the moon, too, so you're going to like it. Fly to the moon, I mean, you did it before, and set up solar panels. Bang, energy. No Autobots, no humans, just free energy. There so you go. So, again, like you were saying, yeah. this is episode's got everything but the kitchen sink. This is kind of a neat idea. We're going to control yeah. the tides, and therefore we'll harness hydropower. But it was like, yeah, we just have this idea. Why not throw it in? We're never going to come back to the whole hydropower thing again. We're just going to have a big gun. Yeah. So we come back to, uh, oh, Skywarp. We have Skywarp flying, and he yeah. goes to... F- the Make contact at the combat. The Combaticons base. base, because they have a base now. Like, really? And and, and uh, he's like, uh, I, they're not giving me clearance to land or something. And Megatron's like, we don't ask permission, yeah. man. Just do it. And then in <laughs> another le- or yeah. setup that is never really followed anywhere, he starts following a trail of Combaticon parts. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I found a trail of parts. What should <laughs> I do? And Megatron's like, 
Follow the trail, you idiot. (laughs) And then we go to Starscream and Thundercracker. Uh, Also, I'm just going to say, in the last episode, it's nice they went with the three original jets. Then We didn't see Thrust or Dirge. But they see Swindle stealing parts from a junkyard, and they just grab him. Pick him up and fly yeah. away. There's a guy that looks like Luigi. <laughs> he <laughs> does. Like, what are you doing? Like Luigi from Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should mention, because he is he is one of the few setups that is followed later. There's a, a the junkyard operator. He interacts with Swindle. So uh, Megatron, yeah, in, this is fucked now, up. Now, like, first oh. Swindle was going to get parts to fix yeah. the Combaticons, but now he just sold all the parts <laughs> to yeah. this and took the other ones to the dump. Like, it, it's it's the, dumb. Okay, when when Megatron is he's confronted by Megatron, he's like, I'm sorry, I'm just greedy. It's in my nature. Yeah, I can't <sighs> help it. It's like you'd think Megatron could understand that. Con- I mean, he's greedy kind too. Of, right? but why? I don't know. It, it's, it's a convoluted way to get there. Yeah. This is kind of a fucked up moment though where Megatron yeah, has like a this. bomb installed in Swin head yeah, and he's got 15 hours to fix bruticus or kaboom that's that's okay. fucked up and uh he <laughs> actually very quickly does fix bruticus steals enough parts well, yeah like it just shows him like all these little quick scenes yep. like first he's in the middle he's just calmly taking a jet apart yep. while there's three guys standing there shaking their fists at him yelling yeah. and then all of a sudden he's in russia and it's dark out okay so the clock's ticking right <laughs> and uh He's taking parts off a tank, and uh, the guy he says, oh, "If you want the parts back, we want the rubles back." Yeah. Like, okay, so he so he had a deal the with parts. them. I don't know, but anyway, he's back, and bang! There's the Combaticons. They're fixed, uh, but they can't form Bruticus because Brawl is missing his personality components. Yeah, like so, they're like yeah. climbing up on each other's shoulders, yeah. trying to stick together everything. Then they kind of do it, and then they all completely fall apart. So the the timer is still on, and now Swindle has whatever time is left to. Mm. find the personality component or his head will explode. (laughs) And then we go to, I don't know what, generic junior high? Well, I think it's a high school because they do give it a name later and it's a really cool reference. But due to cutbacks, uh, the students don't have desks. You notice that? They're sitting in chairs. Yeah, they're all just sitting (laughs) in chairs. And the teacher has a laser he's going to show the class and when he turns it on, it like blasts through the shielding, the books, the (laughs) window. He through all the books on the desk and breaks the window. It's like, no, that's not how lasers work but at all. Anyway, but yeah, it turns out these these two smart asses in the front row fiddled with it. <laughs> the teacher calls them clowns. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> so <familiar>. uh, <laughs> and their names are Martin and Roland. And they uh, apparently they think they're too smart for this class. So the teacher says, "All right, I'll call your bluff. Uh, you have to get a blue ribbon in the science fair, or you'll fail this course." Yeah, D- do well at science, or you fail science class. It's like, yeah, you got it. And, okay. and you're gonna have to work with Elise Presser to help. And of course, it's not like, a least pressure. <laughs> I'd rather have the F. <laughs> Is pretty much what they say. Yeah, they do say so that. So they meet Elise, who's like the typical short hair, nerdy yeah, girl with glasses and freckles. From the waist up, she's Velma from Scooby Doo. Absolutely. Different color clothes, Velma. Different color clothes, and voice is completely different. But yeah, it looks exactly 100% like Velma. her if you want to picture what this person looks like without watching the episode. Then while they're talking to her, uh, they're like, we don't want your help. And then they hear somebody say, hey, help me. And they look. Yeah. And there's this <laughs> massive, like, 13, 14-story building on fire. With inside of them. They didn't notice <laughs> it until now. And there's already fire trucks there putting it out. Yeah, like, the only reason they notice it is because two window cleaners 10 stories yeah. up happen to yell, please help me. Yeah. So uh, who should show up but the Protectobots, and they save the window cleaners. Well, Blades blows them completely off the scaffolding, and streetwise, mm-hmm. uh, the police car just barely catches them in time. So it's like, you guys need to work on it. I mean, if this is your thing, you need to 
work on it a little bit, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, they're not a great team. They're, they're actually pretty uninspiring this entire episode. But no, well, they're inspiring to these kids. Yeah. Because they're like, wow, this is awesome. You know what we can do for the science fair? And I was thinking, bring in one of these guys or something. But nope, they're going to build their own robot. Oh, that's So they go to idea. the same junkyard Swindle was at and conveniently at least finds Brawl's personality component. Yeah, they, they don't tell you what it is no. yet. But uh, she's like, I don't even know what this thing is. And it's got like dials and readouts and things on it. Like, why would it have those? But anyway, it doesn't matter. But she's like, oh, it might be good for something. Okay, uh, so they build a, ro- a robot called the Biotronic Operational Telecommunicator. <laughs> and I love how he does this. He's just writing this on the chalkboard. I'm thinking, why the fuck is this kid writing this on the board? And then, like, he just he turns around and he's facing the camera. And he's like, if you take the first letter of each word, <laughs> you get bot, which is short for robot. <laughs> like, he's explaining this to people. Two people building a robot with shit from the junkyard as if they were five years old. He's even looking at the camera as if there's like something on Sesame Street. It's like, and if the robot's all wonky, he can't talk, he can't really move very well. So uh, Elise puts this but yep, thing, bang, which robot. is the personality component, they, they got you know, and he goes aggro. He just Man. starts smashing everything. She's like, I got strange readings off of this box. So naturally, it's a great idea to stick it in the head of a 10 foot tall robot. Yeah. And it just starts tearing the room apart. And they're like, I think we should shut it off. But they can't come close to it. Commercial break. And when we come back, she tries to talk it down, and it almost looks like it's going to (laughs) work. Yeah, it seems like it. But every single time she does this, (laughs) the boys frig it up. Yeah, those guys are, oh, fuck, the ending of this is hardcore creepy. Oh, I know. But, um, they, uh, yeah, she's just about got it calmed down. I think it was Martin comes in and has that laser from before, shoots at it, and Bot goes nuts, smashes through the wall, and and runs away. You shouldn't have done that. Yeah, what? We can't stop him, but I know who can. The Protectobots. Like, how do you know that's their name? Anyway, they didn't mention that. I'm starting to wonder if this is the problem with this episode is that they were jamming everything in or they were cutting a bunch of stuff out that explained things. Maybe that's it. Either way. um, Deleted scenes or something. So uh, they get the call and Optimus sends Ironhide... Bumblebee and yeah, Gears. Gears says, I'm getting a distress signal from a one-story building. First of all, it's a two-story building. And it's uh, from Benjamin Franklin Pierce High School. Did you get that one? I did not. I wonder if they call it Hawk High. Oh, that was stupid. It was Hawkeye and Mash. Oh, oh anyway, nice. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a yeah, good yeah. deep pull, dude. Deep fucking pull. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that might have been the pull of the fucking season for you. That was good. <laughs> um, so the uh, we cut to the that junkyard operator we saw earlier. <laughs> yeah, Iron Knight says it's a funny name for defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, like they've yeah, never heard like... of a school. You know Spike, right? Yeah. So uh, the junkyard <laughs> operator tells Swindle about the students that were there, and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go get them." Maybe those kids took it. Yeah, <laughs> those meddling kids. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gotten away with it. Swindle's uh, like, yeah, you better hope they did. I'm like, no, bud, I think you better hope they did. You got bigger problems than he does. Yeah, yeah <laughs> really. Tick, tick. So the Autobots <laughs> arrive to help the students. The students are kind of like, oh, we wanted the Protectobots. <laughs> hey, come no, on. No, somehow knows that we got work to do. Yeah. And it's daytime again, so yeah. Come on, Swindle. That <laughs> clock is really running down, bud. Yeah, so they go, <laughs> the kids take them to the cafeteria where they confront Bot, and in a very Three Stooges <laughs> fight. Yeah, somehow there's a full pan of food sitting out in the cafeteria with nobody in yeah. it. And she's like, don't insult him. It makes him mad. And the thing throws the food at the Autobots. And Gears is like, all right, now I'm mad or something. Throws a table at them and, like, 
bowling pins, knocks them on their asses. Uh, they, 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 Ironhide tries to shoot, I don't know, acid or something at him. Molten lead or something. But it ends up dropping him through the floor instead. And the thing runs out and shuts the door behind it. And then, like, and they're like oh my God. trying to get the door open. And then oh. you see the thing on the other side, and he's got all the furniture against the door. But it's like, it's like, what, five, six desks? Like, suddenly Ironhide can't push five wooden desks? Well, what I want to know is, rather than trying to push the door in, why not just rip the thing God, you're a transformer. <laughs> Blow a hole in the wall. It's what you do. But the, then the Elise points out there is another way out. Like, yeah, the door you came in. Yeah. Uh, and did you forget about that one? Yeah. Elise is kind of the unsung hero of this episode. Yeah. So they, uh, the Autobots, they follow Bot into, I'm guessing, an abandoned building. Yeah, it looks um, like something that was in the war. It does. Yeah, it's like walls, <laughs> chunks of wall are missing. Um, and there's a very Jetsons <laughs> tube elevator. Up. Uh, yeah. That Bot goes up, so the Autobots follow him, and then they they say to the kids, "Hey, stay here; it's dangerous." Yeah, like you should wait here; it's not safe or something. And like, but it shows one uh, quick shot of Swindle, and mm -hmm. now his clock is literally ticking. Like I think they just did that's like, oh yeah, remember he's got that bomb in his head, kids. No, yeah, everyone's even at the beginning. Every once in a while, they would kind of cut that sound in. I noticed it came in three or four times. Mm. Just to this wasn't the first one. Just to remind you, tick tick. Which, if you think that he hears that. That's horrific. Yeah, it's like, oh, That's man. Horror. That's torture. Um, Martin and Roland are like, hey, we should follow the Autobots. And Lee said, no, they they said no. And they're like, ah, shut up. And they just grab her arms and drag her. They, they, she digs her heels into the ground. <laughs> they drag her onto the elevator. Didn't they not want her along before? I, I know. Like, oh, you don't want to come? All right, bye. <laughs> so but, they, uh, yeah, they get in the elevator. And then, yeah, you mentioned the uh, Autobots run into Swindle. Yeah, Swindle beat them there. But I'm thinking, how did he get, well, he probably just flew to the top of the thing yeah, and then the come in through a window or something. He's a Decepticon. He can fly. And the elevator stops and one of the boys uh, sticks his head out of the top, like the panel, and he sees Bot trying to snap the wires. And commercial break! And then he, we come back from the commercial and somebody shoots him. We don't really see who. Yeah. It's Swindle. It, it's Swindle, but you don't see him do it. But when he does, though, the sound effect is exactly a lightsaber from Star Wars. Oh, was it really? <laughs> yeah. They, they do that a few times. Oh, yeah. So, the, so they, they get out of the elevator and they see Swindle running away. He has bots, uh, a personality component or brawls, mm. and uh, he turns into a car, drives away. Yeah. It's like, uh, well, we should chase after it. Yeah, that sounds like a safe idea. It's like, but why does Swindle drive away? Why doesn't he just fly? His clock is literally ticking now. Like, man, yeah. you, you got to get this thing home. <laughs> Like before the midnight or else you turn into a pumpkin but uh, yeah it's a <laughs> so he it, it works he fixes brawl yeah he does get home uh, and the combaticons and form Bruticus works they can form Bruticus fantastic but they just leave it there okay oh it works Herc. but even Megatron is like he I, I forget if he grabs him by the throat but he's he's got swindled down on his knees and he's like but yeah. remember so, your insubordination almost killed you never do yeah, that again you do that again and yeah. because they're idiots the be kids hours, find yeah. bot <laughs> signal and decide to follow it. Yeah, because they realize <sighs> the funny component, that's what she calls it, from his head yeah. is gone. And they figure, oh, it was probably that Combaticons. So they think it swindles. Well, yeah. it's Brawl. So and even though the boys it. have repeatedly said, you know, as a joke in this episode, oh, geez, I'd rather take the F. Yeah. Suddenly they're like, we got to get a passing grade. Let's follow the signal. Yeah. Come on, gang. And she's like, no, we shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do but this. But they do it. And, yeah, and it cuts to them, and they're driving her car. So, like, are they yeah. bullying? this girl into taking them for oh, a drive. Oh, they are. 100% they like, are. But 
when they tracked the thing to the coast, because, I mean, Decepticon, they're in Decepticon headquarters, right? It's where the Combaticons are, or where Swindle is. So they get as far as the coast and realize, okay, this thing is way out in the mm-hmm. water. And now this is where one of the boys is like, all right, I'm out. That's that's enough for one day. Now, all of a sudden, the girl's right on board. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, just hang on a second here. And she rewires the voice thing to turn it into a radio mm-hmm. and the... They hear Megatron saying, we're going to knock the moon out of orbit. With this super new weapon, and we're going to test it on the Autobot base. Okay, so this thing's powerful enough to knock the moon out of orbit, and you're going to fire it at something on Earth? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that'll end well. It'll just shoot a hole clean through. And as we see later, it's not like they were firing from miles away. They're like firing from a cliff (laughs) overlooking the Ark. Yeah, exactly. Oh, anyway, before that happens, the students go warn the Autobots, and uh, Optimus... Yeah, somehow know where Autobot headquarters are. Yeah, and just get in. Well, I guess it's a giant open door. But uh, Optimus <laughs> wants the Protectobots to come in and form Defensor to combat Menasaur, so the call yeah, goes out. Meanwhile, at Protectobot HQ, they're all just standing around working with computers and stuff. Yeah. Like, what, is, what do these guys do all day? The, at, at, at this point, yeah, like everything's jammed in. I can imagine the writers are like, <laughs> I don't even know the point of them. What? The, he's an ambulance. Yeah. But, I don't know. Give him a computer. Yeah, I love. Uh, we already have an ambulance. We already have a fire truck. <laughs> the whole side of the building <laughs> flips up like a garage door to let them drive. So out. they they roll out and. And uh, the Decepticons, yeah, they're in this cliff overlooking the Ark. They attack. And I don't know why th- this happened again. This is just like it feels like it should have been explained. But uh, Bruticus won't move. He can't attack. Yeah, he can form, but he doesn't do anything. He just stands there getting shot. And he's, like, trying to shield himself with his, with his arms. And Starscream's like, you're idiot warriors just standing there. Megatron's like, Bruticus, change back to the <laughs> Combaticons. So he like, does. And uh, then shortly after, the protective bots arrive, and they fight the Decepticons. Yeah, Wise is a really awesome line. I thought it was a really awesome line. He just shows up and tells Starscream that his pilot's license has expired yeah. and shoots him down. I was like, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, spir- and, and then Starscream kind of spirals out of control, crashes. Uh, and we go to the Ark, and the kids there are watching on the monitor, and they decide they're going to help the Autobots. Elise gets an idea when she sees the cannon. Yeah, we need to help. Like, Really? I'd say the Autobots have things pretty well handled yeah, there, up yeah. until now. But, uh. We cut back to the battlefield, and the Protectobots combine into his Defensor and just kind of put a shield around Optimus and the other Autobots. Yeah, for really no apparent reason, but... Uh, <laughs> they get holds for 30 but yeah, seconds. The, the kids uh, send Bot out to this weapon, because the Decepticons are not really paying attention to it, because they're too occupied with Defensor and the Autobots, but uh, somehow this girl knows how to use Teletram 1 to control a robot she made from garbage. I mean, Carly probably good, but she's Carly! She uh, is Carly! This is... Again, this is another dumb thing. Why are you why are they jamming three new kids in our throat? This could have been Raul and his friends. Yeah. You could have introduced Carly as the smart one that inspires Raul to go from mechanic to electrical engineer. This, it, it, they're just shoving yeah, more go. stuff down our throat that we're never going <laughs> to see again because the next thing is the movie, and that happens 20 years down the fucking road. Even though he couldn't do anything before, uh, the Combaticons form Bruticus again, and he, he runs over to the weapon. Megatron's like, all right, fire the disruptor at it. And he, it, it, what at least it looks like, he immediately just turns the thing and shoots Starscream with it. It's yeah, like, he does. It's like, no, you idiot, not them. But it turns out, no, it's it's Bot. Bot is standing behind it, and he's fiddling with it, but Bruticus can't control it. But I thought it's like... So she then detonates the weapon. The whole damn yeah, thing blows up. Yeah, a button inside yeah. it that's labeled overload. What, yeah. Why would they 
put that in the white build it with a button that makes it explode. Well, the same reason that Menasaur has that three button thing on his back. Yeah. Um, so she, yeah, the weapon, well, the weapon blows up and Bruticus gets blasted far, yeah, far away. It fucking sends him a country mile, man. Yeah, it does. It's that powerful. And then uh, we, so the, the rest of the Decepticons are gone and then Optimus thanks the kids for helping and they're like, well, maybe we can still build a new robot and Elise says, I have an idea. Could you lend us some spare parts? And then the two boys put tape over her mouth, grab her arms, and drag her away. That really just happens. What kind of glue was the writer of this one on? I mean, this episode doesn't know or care whether it's coming or going. Like, it feels like it was written by a husband and wife team in the middle of an argument. Swindle wants to fix his buddies, so he sees a guy to get parts to fix his buddies. Then he sells his buddy's parts to the guy. Then Megatron orders him to get all the parts back to fix Bruticus, or else a bomb in his head will go off in 15 hours. So basically Megatron is saying, fix Bruticus, or else he'll personally blow up one of Bruticus's legs as punishment for not fixing Bruticus. If he wants him fixed so damn bad, why is he making Swindle do it alone? Like, work together, get this done quick. But anyway, these boys, Roland and Martin, whatever, Make it clear straight away they do not want to work with this girl, but then they spend the rest of the episode literally dragging her along. Then when one guy has had enough for one day, she suddenly wants to keep looking for the thing. Well, there's the end of the last Transformers Nitpickers podcast show episode for the season of season two. Uh, yeah, we, we did, did it. Season two is in the bag. Boom. Now, we're not going to do an episode this Thursday because we want a fucking break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we will be back. <laughs> when next next week, we'll do, like a, we'll do our season wrap-up. And then, Paul, you know what it is? <gasps> it's the Todd Baby! We're going to watch the movie, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. We're going to do the movie. It's going to be a, kind of a longer episode, but uh, we're going to do it in one fell swoop. We'll, we'll get her done. Uh, and if you want to find us on Twitter, you can find me at John Sobe. You can find Paul at P McPherson one Yeah, make sure you rate and review us on uh, whatever it is you're using to listen to us and uh, tell all your friends. And until next week, uh, keep on transforming. Yeah, good idea. Good plan. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.